0: ESPNFortWayne.com. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on ESPN Radio, 1380
1: AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, July 25th, 2020. Along with producer co-host Justin Ken- Wait a minute, where's Justin Kenny? How are we on the air if Justin Kenney's not here? What? Wait. It's D.C. Hendrix! Uh, otherwise known as the Capitol That's a name he doesn't really go for but- Yeah, yeah, D.C. Hendrix in the house Just like old times, my friend How are ya? Yeah, grab a microphone. and. See, I was, trying to pass yeah. it, I was trying to pass it to Blake already. Blake's like, nope, I ain't doing it
2: yet. Yeah, I'm well, doing good. I'm doing pretty good, Chevy. My paycheck hasn't kicked yeah. in yet. <laughs> Whoops. Did
1: okay. we say that? We one, we one, thing say that. We, one thing we forgot to tell him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, how have you been? You are one busy, busy, busy person. Yeah. That I am. Uh, you, you have a, a, a undoubtedly a, a, a love of sports. Oh, of course. But also a love... And passion for music, mm-hmm. and you are applying both of those right now within these walls of the Federated Media Metroplex. That's right. I'm bringing Stump Shovey back, as every time I come in here and fill in for Justin, it's it's back. So be be ready. All Hopefully, right. you've been listening to some more seventies lately. Uh, yeah, but the, right. yeah, just don't hit me with any grunge. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, we won't do that. Okay, because otherwise, I'd have to text Diane and find out. She would know for yeah. sure. Yeah. She used to play bass guitar in a punk band. Yeah, that's right. I think you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah. So she she knows her stuff. That's right. It's
2: good to be so, back again, but see yeah. Blake for the first time.
1: Yeah, Blake the studio with us this morning. This is we the first got... time
2: I've been joined in studio for the
1: since March. Oh yeah. This is I've been yeah. by myself. So and it's we are company. We are socially distanced. Are we? Yes. I don't yeah, think that's so. Six, <laughs> that's six feet, isn't it? I don't think so. That's, <laughs> Maybe three. Because that's Maybe three. Anyway, yeah, well, well, glad to have you along this Saturday morning, one and all, as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, rant, opinion, etc., etc., regarding local sports, hey, weigh in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message because, well, there's another show going on down the hall. And those questions deal with like like arteries and things like that. So things. Oh, have a heart, Jim. About. Come on. Well, and that, too. Yes. <laughs> so and that voice you heard is uh, of our in-studio guest co-conspirator
2: this morning, Mr. Blake Sebring. Blake, good morning, sir. One reason we had to bring in D.C. is to uh, average out the hairline here. Yeah, yeah, it is. that beard.
1: That's that's almost James Harden-like. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) We can call him the beard light. I don't know, or the beard two. I'll just move along now. Anyway, (laughs) uh, hey, baseball is back. The NBA is back. How about those Pacers? Now, granted, these are uh, uh, preseason or exhibition games. Uh, they, they took on the Portland Trail Blazers uh, Thursday at 3.30 and uh, dug themselves a little bit of a hole. Of course, did not have Mr. Sabonis uh, on the court whatsoever. Victor Oladipo ended up with eight points. Aaron Holiday had a great game. Uh, TJ Leave. Eleven boards. How about that? That's a guy. His that, trade value just went up. Oh yeah, that's a guy that, that couldn't get off the end of the bench. Never, uh, never one time in this past season came over to Fort Wayne to uh, suit up with the Mad Ants. You know, Goga, Goga Batase did, Chikar Sampson, Edmund Sumner, guys like that, Alize Johnson. You know, Brian Bowen the second on the two way. So all those guys were were in Fort Wayne wearing the Mad Ant blue and gold. But No T.J. Leaf, and uh, and of course he didn't get too many minutes either, but uh, given a chance to play against the Blazers, uh, came in with 11 rebounds, so the the Pacers were winners there, and they'll play again tomorrow. I believe they'll take on the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, it's good to see them back in this bubble situation that they're going through, and the NBA is making just completely certain You know, that anyone that goes down there had to be tested, had to be quarantined for a period of time and had to test, uh, not test positive for the coronavirus. So everybody was fine. One player, and it was very well documented, one player from, let's just say, a Western Conference team thought he would sneak out of the bubble, which was Walt Disney World, and go get some fast food. And uh, he went out and got fast food and then came back and got caught. He had a slow walk back. It got (laughs) caught, just like a a middle school kid skipping class. He got caught, and then he had to go back into, I think, uh, perhaps an 8- to 10-day quarantine all by himself in his room, self-isolation, and started all over again. Because they are adamant that... They are not going to have anything. They are going to be in control, and they are going to make sure that they do the utmost to make sure that everyone is safe and free. Now, uh, you know, from from that perspective, uh, so far, as of uh, Thursday morning, they had zero positive uh, tests. So that was uh, maybe that's the way to go. Of course, with other sports, it's going to be more difficult to uh, control the environment, if you will, but. Here with, uh, with the way the NBA's playing it, of course, nobody's playing in front of fans, baseball without fans, other than the cardboard cutouts. I had a chance to do an Oakland A's cardboard cutout, but I didn't want to spend the 150 bucks because the A's are never on TV, although they were on ESPN last night. <laughs> By the way, walk-off, granny, uh, A's beat the Angels.
2: Uh, That's because they're always NBA blacked and... out Well, because they can't sell out their own stadium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, but but anyway... It's, uh,
1: it's good to have baseball back in some form. Good to have basketball back in, in some form. And, uh, and let's see how this goes. So, uh, once again, the Automotive Color and Supply text line is open at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message, if you will. This morning, and what we're going to do... Uh, I'm going to um, try to get some of the baseball scores from last night, but after we do that, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back, and we are going to talk about our topic of the day, and if you're a, a hockey fan, specifically a Fort Wayne Comet fan, we're going to talk about the career of one Mr. Lenny Thornson, number 11, uh, the, the greatest minor league hockey player
2: of all time. He's definitely uh, in the discussion. Definitely. And if he would tell you that, too. I mean, not that he would want to brag about being in the discussion, but he would say there are other guys to be considered, too. Guy Fielder, and, you know, there's a lot of guys to be considered.
1: If, if okay, that and the most gentlemanly.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah.
1: He, I mean, if if, uh, if he was in the NHL, Lady Bing would have been named after him. Then, exactly. after a while, but but we're going to be talking about Lenny Thornson, his uh, retired number of number 11. Then, if we get a chance, maybe some of the other retired numbers of Fort Wayne Comets in the past. And uh, hey, we've got a couple of numbers that are already retired. But in the meantime, a couple of players came along before those numbers were retired and put together some very nice careers with the Fort Wayne Comets as well. What happens then? Well, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that. But what we might do, why don't we go ahead and take an early break so that we can have a little bit of extra time to uh, talk about our subject at hand. But before we do that, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. I looked at our water softener the other day, and we're getting a little bit low on salt. Well, and, and about... It seemed like within the hour, I got a call from Culligan saying, oh, my, my scheduled delivery is going to be set up for a, about a day or two later. And I thought, well, that's perfect. How do they know how much salt I use? But, but they, they have everything down to a science. They will deliver the salt. If they have access to your, your brine tank, they will put the salt in for you in bags. Bags are very competitively priced. Believe me. Have your water softener checked too. If you've had a water softener for a while and you think, oh, everything's going right because it's plugged in and it's working, no. Give Culligan a call. Four eight four eight six six eight. That's four eight four eight six six eight. Have them come out. Twenty nine ninety five. They'll do a, a water softener inspection. They'll do a water test for you. They'll do everything. But uh, Or if you don't have a water softener, have them come out and just test your water. Absolutely free of charge. No obligation. Have them test your water. 484 Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. Tell you what we'll do. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM.
2: LeBron is back.
3: angeles clippers from the nba bubble at walt disney world
0: thursday at 8 30 eastern on espn radio 1380 and 100.9 fm have you ever wanted to learn a new language like french spanish or russian but thought it would be too difficult and time consuming then go to babbel.com and try it for free Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the Space Rep method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
4: Possibilities are all around us. Everywhere we look, We see opportunity in unexpected places. And when we share our knowledge, vision, and connections, we turn great ideas into action in communities all around the world that we call home. Like transforming an old bus to feed hungry children, Providing life-saving equipment to those who need it most. From fighting disease to rebuilding schools. Together, we can make real change happen. We are Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org
5: action. These are the sounds of a dinner. But not just any dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. Because without food, it can't. A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations to the COVID-19 Relief Fund are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Your help is needed now more than ever, and every dollar makes a difference. That's feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. On behalf of Feeding America and families nationwide, thank you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong.
0: America's veterans are more than a source of pride. They're a source of strength. When our veterans thrive, our communities thrive. With your support, our veterans can get career and education opportunities as well as benefits they've earned. Hi, I'm Congressman Jim Banks. Join me in thanking our nation's veterans. They've given so much. Find out how you can support veterans in our community.
5: This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
1: Welcome back to Talking Sports for a Saturday, July 25th, 2020. Oh, music from Silk Degrees, Boss Skaggs, the Lowdown. Nice try, D.C. Hendricks. You know, I saw him in concert a couple seasons ago down in uh, Indy during the American League playoffs. He's an Indians fan. What else do you want to know about Boss? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, welcome in. Uh, I promised baseball scores before we went to our break, and I uh, want to uh, uh, give some of those from last night. It was the Dodgers over the Giants, 9-1. to one. Padres beat the D-backs 7-2. It was Houston 8, Seattle 2. It was who? Houston? Houston? Houston. Uh, I, don't, I don't, let's see, the box score, how many... Uh, how many Astros batters. were hit by pitchers? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, some some of the other scores from last night had the Cardinals beating the Pirates five to four. It was the Twins ten, White Sox five, Rangers shut out the Rockies one to nothing. Red Sox all over the Orioles, thirteen to two. Indians blank the Royals, two to nothing. Marlins five, Phillies two. Marlins unbeaten thus far. I will tell you what, when's the last time this late in July the Marlins have been unbeaten? Yeah, and me either. Uh, the Reds, Seven, Tigers one, and it was uh, New York also one nothing over the Atlanta Braves. Cubs behind Mr. Kyle Hendricks complete game three hitter beat the Brewers three to nothing. That's interesting, just right out of the chute with uh, David Ross at the helm. Blue Jays over the Rays, 6-4. Kevin Kiermaier 0-4 in that one. And the Oakland A's walk off with a grand slam by Matt Olson, beating the angels by a score of seven to three those are baseball scores from friday night it's so refreshing to be able to do some baseball scores
2: yeah doesn't everybody just pull for kevin kiermeyer i mean how could you not he's such a great great guy and and you talk about a product
1: of fort wayne indiana New Haven, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, in Bishop Lewers High School and, and all that, yeah, it's it's great. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line had a text that came in and says, T.S., does ESPN Fort Wayne have an app? If yes, what is the name? Trying to listen while I mow. Um, yes, it is ESPN Fort Wayne, and uh, you can get it at the App Store if you got it in a. Apple uh, phone, an iPhone, and uh, any of the others as well, just uh, ESPN Fort Wayne, and you can do all your streaming from there, or you can go to the website and stream too, so uh, that would be a, a good opportunity. and. Uh, yeah, remember uh, if if you're mowing my backyard, just, just remember <laughs> the clo- close to the pond. Just be careful because there there are some frogs nearby. But uh, four six eight six two, the automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Put T S in your message. In the studio this morning with us, Blake Sebring. No HBPs
2: for the Astros last night.
1: Go figure. And, and after everybody said they were gonna, you know, it was gonna be a plunkathon. But anyway, well. They were um, probably expecting it, body armor all over the place. <laughs> but anyway, one of those things. Blake is in this morning, and we wanted to talk last week about a, a topic very near and dear to my heart. I've been a Fort Wayne Comet fan as long as I can remember, I, I think back to about the 62-63 season is when I started going to games. My sister used to take me to games, and my dad. And uh, and just got to love the comets. Back then, when someone became a comet, they stayed a comet. And these gentlemen became my heroes, my sports heroes. I can remember... Uh, taking my um, excuse me just <laughs> i can remember taking my dad's white t-shirts <clears throat> and making a comet jersey out of it
2: that's cool you know putting the k-o-m-e-t-s diagonally down the front and flipping it over and let me guess it, you mixed it with the whites then when you washed it and mom was not happy well it was like crayon, so it okay. was okay. yeah okay. It, okay. once, so it once
1: washed it was right back to dad's white t-shirt but okay um but then I would just, you know, wouldn't wash it. I mean, I'd go down to the basement and I'd play hockey, and I was whoever, you know, whatever number was on there at the time. It could be number 11 for Lenny Thornson, 12 for Reggie Primo, you know, Cal Purinton, number 4, Terry Pembroke, number 5, Teddy Wright, number 8, all guys. You know, Johnny Goodwin, number 9, Bobby Rivard, 10. Anyway, I was a big fan. Yes, I was. Um, and that was back when... These guys once again came, played, became heroes to not just myself but to scores of other people as well, thousands. And then, oftentimes they would they would meet their uh, their spouses here, get married, set down roots, raise families. There are many many comments, uh, you know, personal friends with with Lenny's. Uh, uh, kids and and the the primos the the, brady long we've talked about that kevin Wright, ted's son is so many people that uh that have have come through fort wayne it seems like
2: it's and none of them came here expecting to be here very long Right. That's and the most amazing thing about it, is they all thought they were on their way somewhere else.
1: Yes. And, and in the case of a Len Thornson, Len Thornson, uh, number 11, started his hockey career, his professional career, in the American League with the Buffalo Bisons back in the 52 53 season. And uh, played three games, got an assist, and, of course, no penalty minutes. But, uh, you know, that started a, a, a career. That I feel second to none in minor league hockey. And you got to remember, too, back when Lenny Thordson was playing, there were six NHL teams,
2: six crazy. And you know why? it's because those owners controlled everything. Oh, sure. I mean, they controlled everything with an iron fist, and they would never consider expansion because they did control everything. I mean, if they wanted to watch hockey, you had to go to their rinks, Mm -hmm. and that was it. I mean, yeah. You know, it wasn't until the late 60s
1: when we got six additional teams, you know, and, and, uh, uh, that was incredible when you, when you think, I, I still look at the, at the St. Louis Blues and Pittsburgh Penguins as,
2: well, no, they're not part of the original six. No, but, you know, no they, I they know, they've been around later, forever. And but they have, yeah. They've, they've, in some ways, they've succeeded those teams or e- exceeded those teams in a way because they win now and they are consistent and they're competitive every year where some of those teams, the Maple Leafs, forget them. You know.
1: Yeah, so you you, you look and, and you remember, you know, just there. there's so much, you know, Robbie Irons was another case a little bit later on when there were uh, additional teams but at first you know he was just missing when it came to nhl status because of the fact that you know he uh you know he was a outstanding goaltender but there weren't too many professional goaltenders out there and there weren't too many at the top of the heap and in the original six i believe oftentimes they carried one goaltender and had an equipment manager, had a, a Joe Franke type person. It was a trainer. Yeah, he was getting get goal in case the uh, the goaltender who was uh, likely not wearing a mask in, in, until Jacques Plante and uh, and company came along and said, hey, let's let's take a look at these. But. Still, Lenny Thornson played during a time, um, <clears throat> came to Fort Wayne in, in 57, 58, played 64 games for the K's, 34 goals, 47 assists, 81 points, had 12 penalty minutes that season. And, uh, that was just about his high watermark because, uh, back in the 62 or 61, 62 season, he had his, uh, career high in penalty minutes with, fourteen, so he got seven minor. What a penalties. jerk. <laughs> yeah, what a near to well, yeah. But, but um Lenny Thornson always uh, epitomized to me on the ice uh, just such quiet leadership. Oh. You know, you would have the, the guys that would come out and, and, and play hard, hit hard. You know, I mentioned Ted Wright. And, and, you know, even even Terry Pembroke, Cal Purinton, from that perspective, would come out and they would play the physical game. But then you would have the, the Lenny Thornsons, you know, who wasn't perhaps as, as shifty as, let's say, uh, Bobby Rivard. Bobby Rivard was, was about 5'8", about 150, And could skate like you wouldn't believe. Number ten, I tell you what, he was a centerman as well. And in the way he would slash with it, you would you would notice him. But Lenny Thornson was just one of those guys that. You wouldn't take notice of on the ice all the time, but he was always there, always leading, always setting up his teammates, you know, because for as many I mean, he played uh, for the comments 12 seasons, 11 of those seasons scored 30 or more goals in a season. And uh, but I mean, as far as assists and you know, I mean, up in the 70s, 80s, 90 assists uh, back in 61, 62 that we talked about, 93 in 66, 67, just you know, an outstanding career when you
2: look at it. You of know, think the, about this: he had 13 years, he averaged 107 points a year. I mean, today, just think what would that it. be worth? Yeah, I mean, when, there's nobody that does that at any level of hockey anymore.
1: No, and and remember too, like I said, the you know the goaltending. You know, you had the best goaltenders in the world were in the NHL, and the other ones were in the AHL, ECHL, oh, or the Eastern League. There's always more good goalies in Western than there League are. and IHL yeah, scorers. That's and for yeah, sure. and so you know, he did it during a time when you know there there weren't you know a, a a plethora of goaltenders out there that uh, you know these guys were were exceptional in their you know in their uh, their era. So it, it, just looking at that is is amazing, Blake. And, and and now your thoughts on that? And I know you've written about Lynn quite often. I just want to kind of sit back and, and listen to, to you know some of the things that you found out.
2: Well, one of my great regrets is that I was not. I'm not trying this to. Tease you or anything, but I mean that I wasn't old enough to see Lenny play, except for a few video clips, which are very, very rare. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, even then, you can tell he wasn't the fastest guy on the ice, but everybody had so much respect for him that they're always like watching him because they're always like afraid of what he was going to do, His sixth which allowed sense. everybody else to get open and yes. he'd find him. I mean, and he still scored like uh, what was it here, 400 goals. I mean, it's unreal, you know. I mean. It's just incredible what he accomplished. And uh and I I can't imagine the disappointment every year when he didn't get a chance to move up. It didn't, must have been didn't he brutal. have a chance with the Montreal Canadiens? He never really did. I mean he had a chance to see or didn't he go to some camps? He went to some camps and even when he dominated those camps, they already had their lineup set. Hmm. I mean, you gotta remember this is back when there was like twelve players, you know, and the goalies. And you had a Rocket Richard and a right. Bellevaux and yeah. I mean remember it was here's an example. When John Ferguson left the comets to to go to the Canadians, that was huge news because it had been so long and this was like 1960, 61 that the canadians had shaken up their lineup with one guy you know <laughs> i mean and and he ended up being the key piece because he could protect protect boom boom chefrian and john Bellavo and uh they won five stanley cups then. And, I, and i still think john deserves to be in the hockey hall of fame um because he was the toughest guy he that. played the role as sure. for him to do, and Duke nobody messed and with it, it so and he well. could still play. Yeah, you know, and then he was a great GM and and such too. So, um, yeah, it's just it was so hard to break in. And the other thing is, is these kids all signed at 16, and they didn't know what they were doing because there was no draft then. They just went out, they sent out scouts, and they signed everybody, no matter sometimes no matter what their age was they were supposed to wait till they were 16 but they signed as many guys as they could possibly sign well then what do you do with them you know so he probably would have made another team fairly easily but he was montreal's property and they weren't getting rid of him Mm -hmm. you know and then you got to remember that the cincinnati mohawks were in the ihl that was their farm team and they were winning four straight titles in the ihl so There was all those guys that never got a chance to move up who, I suppose, technically were ahead of Lenny on the pecking order, you know. And it's just a really rotten situation.
1: 46862, the automotive color and supply text line, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will.
2: We would appreciate it.
1: We're talking this morning about uh, the career of Len Thornson, one of the most outstanding minor league hockey players ever to lace on the skates.
2: I thought, here's a key point of a story I wrote for uh, Legends of the Comets, which was one of my books. And it was talks about how in the era before TV, computers, or even radio in some cases, there were usually more than 10 kids playing hockey after school every day. And during the summers, they went down to the schoolyard to play ball hockey. Think about it. Nowadays, you don't see kids outside shooting every day. Yeah. You know, shooting hoops. This is Indiana, and they're not out shooting hoops, you know, but... That is a key point. I really believe that because they were out there every day playing, and you just don't see that anymore. It just doesn't happen, and I think that's an interesting point. You know, you mentioned ball hockey. I can remember. Oh yeah. Back when I lived in the
1: neighborhood growing up near Parkview Hospital, we would go to Francis Slocum Elementary School at uh, at Curtis and Ralston, and uh, behind the school we would play ball hockey with the Primo brothers. And, you know, every once in a while, I would imagine uh, Brady Long would show up, (laughs) but just kids from the neighborhood. And we loved it every day after school or, uh, you know, even during the summer when we weren't playing baseball, we would get the sticks and, and run down to Slocum. And they have us a game in the back of uh, in the back parking lot, you know. But yeah, you don't see that anymore. No, you know, in, in kids that are uh, travel hockey or or right. getting, getting uh, now that we have more sheets of ice. Remember back then we had McMillan, which was an outdoor facility right. at Over the time, the believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, there weren't uh, many sheets of ice in the uh, in Northeast Indiana at all. Much less the Midwest at that time to be able to actually skate. And what did the players wear for their shin pads? Yeah, magazines. <laughs> yeah, they would tape magazines to their shins and uh, and do that and uh, and protect themselves that way. So uh, yeah, there there was all kinds of things, you know, at the time. And of course, back in the '60s, there weren't roller
2: blades or anything. Well, oh, yeah, that you skate. couldn't buy hockey skates in town for a long time
1: yeah because it just wasn't the it just wasn't the so demand. what did they
2: wear they wore figure skates yeah you know so it
1: was, it was interesting that uh you know we still uh were able to produce some hockey players and you know it, that's also something we have to recall you know the fort wayne comets came to town in the in the, you know the 52. early 50s yep. and this the city of fort wayne had no idea what hockey was they came out out of curiosity, and you know, and, and I'm sure you've written about this in the past. And what had to happen at first, you know, with uh, with those that you know got things started, and actually had to educate the 4 wing comet van. And now, now look what we've got.
2: Well, think about this. This is a crazy one. I mean. The comments used to uh, play Friday nights, either on the road or usually on the road because usually Saturday, the road Saturday the road night was on Friday. Home, yeah. Yes. So they'd come back from wherever, get up at seven o'clock, and go coach at McMillan that was part of their deal. I mean, the Comets players had to go coach mm-hmm. at McMillan. I mean, can you imagine the griping and grumbling that would go on, I'm getting sure? Getting home yeah.
1: from Muskegon, but, Michigan after a Friday night game oh, and, you know, getting home late and then or being Or Port
2: Huron, up- or, yeah, I mean, oh, and, you know, this is, there were no sleeper buses, you know, I mean, no <laughs> such thing, you know, and uh, and how many generations of kids did that start inspiring, you know?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, sure. When you're going to be coached by one of the Comets, and like I said, even for myself, you know, those were our first true sports heroes, a lot of people in Fort Wayne.
2: Here's a, here's the, here's a testament to how great Lenny was. I mean, I think this says it all. In his last season, um, which was 68-69, November 17th, he was in a face-off with Port Huron, and the guy came up and raised his stick and got Lenny in the right eye. So he played basically the rest of the year blind in one eye. He tried a helmet. He tried wearing a contact. He tried wearing glasses. And then the first game back, he got hit in the shot in the cheek by a Reggie or Terry Pembroke shot, never saw the puck. But he kept playing with one eye, scored 50 points in 46 games and he could never, you know, he always had trouble seeing the open winger because he couldn't see out of basically one eye. He still scored 50 points in 46 games. How insane is that?
1: It is. I mean, when you think about, you know, and, of course, you know, the the, the toughness of hockey players even today as opposed to perhaps maybe some other sports is is well-documented. There's memes about it and such. But, yeah, back then. That was your job. That was your livelihood. And if you couldn't play, they would. St- they they knew that they would find someone else. Uh, the same back then as it is today, but still, then what did you do? You know, so you know that was uh, that was something where you just you just taped it up, you stitched it up, and you went back
2: out. Well, because you knew with twelve players, there weren't many spots, and they knew somebody could come along, younger, faster, stronger, just yeah. like today. You know. Yeah. So. But it, it was incredible
1: too. That and and one of the uh, let's say advantages that the comets or players back then had is that when they got on a the line, <clears throat> their line mates I mean, they were line mates for seasons. Yeah, you know, yeah, and not uh, just that year. I mean. Yeah, you know, and uh, and to to be able to know the idiosyncrasies and, and know where your your winger is going to be. At what specific time during a game, in what situation, where you're going to be able to find him without looking <laughs> was incredible. So, uh, but no, it's just, uh, it, it's it's awesome. Tell you what, we're, we're a little bit late uh, to take a break, so we're going to go ahead and do that. We're going to come back with more. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka, here today to remind you that it doesn't make you a bad person. I say it all the time about all kinds of things, so much so that it's become a motto of sorts around here. Did you plant a garden just to grow enough mint to muddle your motito? It doesn't make you a bad person. You do you, and we won't judge. Tito's Handmade Vodka can be part of a balanced life, and it's 100% gluten-free, so it's easy to stay on track
6: and make fresh, simple cocktails.
1: 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and
6: bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com.
0: Time to play ball. Join the boys of summer and place your baseball bets at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers Sportsbook hits a home
5: run
0: with live in-game betting. Place your bets on individual at-bats and situations throughout the game. Smack a hit with your first at-bat and get up to $250 bonus cash when you make your first deposit. Placing your bets with BetRivers Sportsbook is safe. Go with a trusted name in sports betting and bet with the home team. Must be 21 or over to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1-800-994-8448
5: if you came across someone struggling with hunger how would you recognize them by their clothes their age the way they speak would you notice
4: an 8 year old girl who's not not excited excited for summer break
6: because she may not be having lunch again until September or a single father of two who works three three part time jobs and still can't put enough food on the table
5: Or maybe a mother who cleans offices at night, hoping to
4: find meeting leftovers to take home to her hungry family. Or a war
6: veteran who's having a hard hard time time landing landing a job and getting back on his feet.
5: I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am Hunger in
6: America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council.
3: Ice cream. All the ice cream in my house, in the world, and most of my stuffed animals. My video games and, um, my phone.
6: What would you give for your freedom? Would you give your eyesight? Would you give ever seeing the sunset again? Would you give the ability to see your children's future? Thousands of brave men and women who served in the United States Armed Forces have given their eyesight in defense of our freedom. And the Blinded Veterans Association wants to give them their freedom back, but it needs your help. Go to bva.org to find out about how BVA's free programs and services, advocacy, education, peer support, scholarships, and more, help America's heroes to not just deal with the emotional and physical issues of sudden sight loss or impairment, but actually work to get them back to the independent lives they deserve to live. Go to BVA.org to find out how you can make a difference. They fought for your independence. And by going to BVA.org, you can find out how to help these veterans regain theirs. Go to BVA.org today.
7: adopt us kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo
6: today i'm going to help parents translate teen slang now when a teen says something is on fleek it's exactly like saying that's rad
7: rad, just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. That's
1: too easy. That is too easy. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. It's Saturday, July 25th, and I'm two for two against D.C. in Stump Shovey on 70s Music, because this is Manfred Mann's Earth Band, Blinded by the Light, from 1976.
2: Boy, we sure, there's a big drop-off between naming bands in the different eras. I'll
1: tell you, I think, let's go to break again so he can try to stump me again, just, just for the heck of it. It is kind of fun, but, um, well... Well, we'll do one more break, I think, before we we get out of here this morning, and maybe he'll come up with a good one. I mean, Buzz Gags. I had that album. That, I no, no. I'm sorry, DC. I had that eight track, and I may have had the Man for Man eight track too.
2: That's what the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are so great because they bring back all these songs that you know you just know by heart as soon as you hear the first couple notes. Now see, I'm a big Mystery Science Theater
1: 3000. Well, there you go, too. Yeah, that, that tells a lot about me. <laughs> 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. 46862, put TS in your message, just like this one. TS, good morning, Jim. Great to hear the dulcet tones of Blake on the air again. We miss his encyclopedic and enlightening knowledge of Canada history in our daily reading. He and I could go round and round for hours with our hockey talks. That was from none other than... The PA voice of the Fort Wayne Commons,
2: Mr. Larry Schmidt. Dolce Tones, to doesn't mean I, that mean I have a face for newspapers?
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's just a nice way the, the, of oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or a, voice for newspapers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been told that I have a face for radio and a voice for silent movies. So. There you anyway, go. Anyway, yeah. It's too bad that die-die picks on you like that. Oh, we were at a cookout last night. <laughs> the girl was on. Yeah,
2: well, yeah i yeah. have a fine i find it hard to believe she's ever not on fire oh she, you, you, you know. yeah well you know her yeah 24 7 yeah oh
1: it's hard to keep up with that yeah <laughs> but but we we can only try four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two put ts in your message if you will we're talking this morning about uh, well comet legend lynn thornson
2: and I'll take any questions you got about anything else, comments. Yeah, really. and, and of course, I mean, you know,
1: okay, one of the questions I had, uh, a little bit off topic from Lenny, but but uh, retired numbers. Yes. With the Comets. And Lionel Repka, the the number six hanging from the rafters at Memorial Coliseum. And Reggie Primo's number 12 also hanging from the rafters. And, and justly so. Mm hmm. However, before those were retired, there was a guy that came along by the name of Jimmy Burton. Yep. Number six. War number six. Defenseman just like Lionel Repka. And this guy was everything.
2: He was a phenomenal defensive defenseman. Oh. He was. Wait a minute. Well. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then he was a 20 goal scorer. But, no, he was much more of an offensive defensive. But than... but say he was technically sound. Um I'm not sure I buy that part. Making a point here, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. Is is he worthy of having
2: a number retired? Hmm. And if so, what do okay. we do? Here's the problem. Here's the problem every time like, like some fans want to see sean Sidlowski's number retired and i could see that happening after a few more years but every time you retire a number you open it up for seven eight guys to also be included because mm-hmm. their stats are frequently better they are significantly better in some ways here's an example sid has played eight seasons He's average. He's got 433 points. Well, what about Merv Dubcek, who played seven years, and has 588 points? He's got 150 more points in one less season.
1: And Merv had the 72 goals in 72 games, and then followed that up with a little bit less production and only 52 goals the following he year. He slumped, I'll tell you. But but that guy was incredible.
2: And 50 goals in 48 games.
1: Just, you know, not to say that Sean Sidlowski is no, not the soul of the Comets and has been. I agree. You know, and, and, and he's been a difference maker. And remember how there was something that just completely flipped with the Comets at that time. Yeah. When Sean Sidlowski was back, it's almost like, okay, he's back. We can play now. Yeah and and that just shows you the intangibles it's like the john anderson's yeah you know when john anderson was on the team back with boudreaux and in back in the day when john anderson was on the edge when he was on the bench for that matter (laughs) when he was in uniform there was a
2: completely different look to the Fort Wayne it was, Comets. There was a a, a vaster and a, there's. I'm gonna try and it's hard to put it in perspective because there was a, a different maturity level. There was a different style of play. There was a v- different veteran. He knew all the shortcuts. Yes. I, nobody. Nobody since 1991 can kick. The puck from their boot to their stick like he could. Nobody.
3: And, and everybody
1: knew, everybody in the, in the arena knew, and, and for those that are listening and, and aren't familiar, John Anderson had NHL experience. Oh. He was in the NHL, uh, played in Toronto. Yes. And, and so, I mean, you could tell a man amongst boys, if you will, to an extent, because of where he had been. Yes. He had been at the pinnacle.
2: He, he, you know, everybody talks about the speed of the game. He was playing at a different speed level, yes, yes. than everybody else, and that and it showed. I mean, it, it, the game was easier for him, um, especially with Bruce out there with him and Lonnie. You know, Lonnie Loach. Uh, the game was just it, it was just easier for him. And there's nothing, you know, it just was. And it's the guys who can come down but still maintain that speed level who have the biggest advantage. Um, so often guys come down and they don't play at that speed level, and it shows. Yeah.
1: Or, or the, yeah, they're there perhaps sometimes for a reason right you know uh, they, they don't have
2: the nhl speed any longer or anything or like the that. hands or just the willingness
1: yeah four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line ts uh, reminder the comets had to work mostly in four way many of them uh, continue to work and stay after the career ended and we touched on this briefly blake uh Many uh met their their future spouses here in Fort Wayne Or
2: their spouses loose. came with them originally and just loved it, or their kids were in schools, as you touched on, you know. I mean, well, so by the time they went home they had to get back because school was starting, you know. And and the comet players knew how they were treated in
1: yes. Fort. they were treated as is is megastars. Yes when they would walk in somewhere. They'd walk into a restaurant, walk in somewhere. You know, I can remember when a comet would walk in, they'd always wear these kind of tan, almost like trench coats, raincoats, and they have a little comet star with the, the comet's on the left chest, and you knew that that was a comet. In, my, in fact, my dad more than once, my father resembled Bobby Rivard. About the same size, same thinning hair, things like that. And more than once, people would come up and ask him for his autograph and ask him if he was Bobby Rivard. and he would of course tell him no, he's Jim Shovelin's dad. And you know, and then they go, oh, let's see you later." And uh,
2: <laughs> but no, it, they'd slowly but, back away, hands up. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But but still,
1: comment players were revered, and they 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 realized that hey, we can.
2: There's a funny story out there. They used to have these sport coats that they had the guys wear on the road Mm -hmm. where they had a patch. And they were somewhere. I can't remember if it was Lionel, uh, Repka, or Reggie Primo. I think it was Reggie. And he was just sitting outside or standing outside outside the porch of the hotel. And a lady came up and gave him her car keys to park. <laughs> and he went and parked it. <laughs> you get to drive some pretty nice cars that That's way. That's right. Yeah. You know, but I mean, those guys lived for stories like that. I mean, they just lived for things, the funny stories and things like that. Well, I mean, it, they filled up two books for me. You know what I mean? And <laughs> early
1: on, and Bob Chase used to tell the story about how oftentimes... Early when they would travel, it wasn't by bus. No, no, it was by yeah. multiple cars. And if one car would break down, they, they'd see if they could add, lend assistance and ha- have the you know the
2: better producers right.
1: come with them. Make sure the <laughs> gold equipment cars. was
2: in the right car. Yeah, yeah.
1: They put the third line player. You know, they'd switch some players around and get the get the best players to the games. You know, but you know, and this was usually during the winter months when uh, when uh, sometimes roads weren't the best and things of that nature. So yeah uh so many things have changed but
2: it was so mystical well there was one time when the game was in Troy and for and you know they didn't just follow each car they all took off their own pace whatever and they were players usually driving because they got a little bit of extra stipend you know and one time they went to Dayton when the game was in Troy and there was like One car guys, five guys or six guys in Dayton, and they were like, (laughs) they played the first period with like five or six guys, you know? They got creamed, but they played the game, you know? Yeah, sure, (laughs) you know, but yeah, it's,
1: uh, I mean, times like this reminiscing, you know, in in reminiscing with Michael Franke, and of course, Michael and I around the same age, and, and we were Comet fans. Uh, likely uh, competing against each sure. other in cup hockey out on the concourse in between periods, where you'd uh, you get the the paper cup and you'd smash it with your foot, and there you that go. became your puck. And uh, then you'd take you know two others and make goals out of them on each end, and uh, and just kids from all over would just play. Yeah, and it was yeah. fun. But but those were the those were back in the times. But yeah, many comments. You know, look at Lionel Repka. Lionel Repka made a wonderful insurance career, as did Lenny Thorns and. With State Farm, and just so many, you know, uh, Eddie Long, you know, uh, is a distributor, and, and you know Reggie Primo as well, and guys like that. Chuck George,
2: Adams. I mean George Drysdale, I yeah. mean, it's just amazing how blessed we were with all these guys, and they were always so gracious with their time. That is one advantage the Comets have over any other sports team in fort wayne's history is that every kid had at least one comic come to their school and talk to their class oh yeah every kid has had four or five probably you know they were always in schools talking and they were always willing to be the role models and and if the teacher wanted them to talk to an individual kid and all that they're still doing that today i mean and
1: and i think that was part of building up hockey in this mm -hmm. town and not only hockey, but uh, the Comets brand, if you will, and getting out there. And uh, it's yeah, it's just uh, incredible when you look back and when you talk about you know the 69th season of common hockey.
2: Uh, you look my goodness. considering all the ups and downs and all the oh, yeah. times they could have disappeared
1: and 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 did briefly
2: yeah you know, very briefly which was not when you would have thought they would have because i mean i don't know how colin lister got through the 80s i really don't i don't either
1: I don't. I mean, and that was, you know, back in the day when on a Wednesday night there would be an announced attendance of 1,812 perhaps or something like that. you know
2: they added the 1,800, huh? Yeah, you know,
1: so, yeah, it wasn't always, uh, you know, roses and high cotton. And those guys stayed, too, because they loved Colin, you know. Yeah, well, and Colin... And he took care of them. Well, yeah, Colin... uh, Managed baseball teams, uh, you know, the high school summer league teams, and uh, you wanted to play. You wanted to be asked to play for the Comets mm-hmm. or, you know, for Collins' team, Docs or whatever back in the day. You know, that was, uh, that was very prestigious, and when you played against them, you knew you were playing against some of the best competition in the Midwest. Because he would get players from all over to play for him. So, uh, but, you know, that's just one of those things. We're going to go ahead. Let's take a real quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll end the show. And that gives me uh, one more chance to be stumped by D.C. Hendricks in 70's Rejoin Music. We'll see if that can happen. I think he's got a certain look on his face. Like, he is determined. And, uh, Is he still not, awake? If not, I get to be on his podcast uh, to talk 70s music. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and he does, he sure doesn't want that. So we're going to step <laughs> out, take a break. We'll be right back with more. Listening to and Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. The NASCAR XFINITY Series.
2: He'll go inside. Now we will fly to the outside. Look out. Is in
0: Kansas. It's Chase Briscoe to the bottom. Can Chase Briscoe continue his phenomenal season with yet another victory? Off turn four, side by side to the finish. It's the NASCAR XFINITY Series at the Kansas Speedway. Saturday afternoon at 4.30 on the Motor Racing Network. Fort Wayne Sports Station. ESPN Radio
3: 1380
0: at 100.9 FM
3: guys, in need of a haircut? Whether it's too long, unmanageable, or showing the results of a at-home haircut, there's good news. Honeycuts is now open. You need stylists that specialize in men's cuts. And Honeycuts is your men's haircut headquarters with over 40 years experience. Getting back to normal is about getting your look back to normal. And Honeycuts is now open and operating under Indiana guidelines. Clean, safe, and socially distanced. Honeycut stylists are taking appointments right now. Don't wait. Call 444-50 Honeycuts has an open, relaxed setting with TVs at every station. At Honeycuts, you'll get a free hot neck shave, free wash, free scalp massage, and free style with your haircut. Great haircuts for men and boys. Honeycuts, call 444-5484, 444-5484 for your appointment. On Illinois Road by Scott Road, call 444-5484 for your appointment today. Honeycuts, great haircuts for men. Make your appointment now. Talking on the phone is difficult if
0: you've been exposed to loud noises over time. Combat
3: veterans, factory workers, farmers,
0: gun and motorcycle enthusiasts can have trouble hearing on the telephone. Relay Indiana helps return clarity to your phone conversations. A free service providing telecom accessibility, Relay Indiana allows hard-of-hearing users to have normal phone conversations through specially trained relay operators. Relay Indiana also provides free loaned equipment to those who qualify. Get the CapTel captioned telephone from Relay Indiana. Visit RelayIndiana.com. Calm now
7: it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck but what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long and I do mean little they can be smaller than the head of a pin but big trouble comes in these small gross packages even a tiny tick can make you super sick so what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit well duh pay attention remember ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then spray attention with an EPA registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult and visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticksuck.org.
1: Welcome back to Talkin' Sports (laughs) Presented by Automotive Color and Supply (laughs) DC was trying to cue up a stumper We didn't have it So he ends up with Van Halen Panama
2: From their album 1984 He's going to have to take the walk of shame.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line had a text that came in, said, uh, T.S., in the 50-plus years I've watched common hockey, I don't ever remember a performance
2: like John Anderson's that night against Peoria. <sighs> Woo. I can PG. think of one. I can think of one. Robbie Laird against uh, Salt Lake City in Game 7, where he had three goals and I believe five assists. That would be one. John Anderson went into the locker room injured. Yep. Take us through that real quick. Okay, he came out. This was game four. They're down three to nothing in 1991 to Peoria, which was at that time the greatest minor league hockey team ever. Were
1: they the rivermen by that time? They day? were
2: the rivermen. Not the prancers. Not anymore. the prancers. That night they played like the prancers, though. And he scored a hat trick in the first two periods, including one goal that was disputed as the buzzer for the period went off, but it was good. And then he, he sat on the bench on the um, trainer's table with his jersey off, but his skates on but not laced in case they needed him to come back. And then the next night, John wasn't able to play, and an even older player, Bruce Boudreau, scored a hat trick. This is after the Peoria paper had called John the 1,000-year-old man, hockey's 1,000-year-old man. Bruce scores a hat trick the next night and goes, I can't wait to see what they call me. <laughs> and we we drove home that night from Peoria five hours, counting the Dairy Queens and the graveyards between Peoria and Fort Wayne. But we were so wound up. We couldn't sleep. We thought, oh, I might as well just drive back. And then the next night, they lost it. They lost, After they had cut it to 3-2, to two, they lost it. They were just tight. They Everything was like six inches off the whole night.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Anderson etched his... Uh his name in comedy history. So it's it's gotta gotta
2: be, you mentioned Robbie Laird. The best one game, one year wonder ever
1: has to be John Anderson. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it has to be. And like I said, back then, not too many NHL players or with NHL experience would come to the IHL.
2: Um That was the start. Yeah. That was the start. Prior to that, you didn't see much at all. That really opened up the 90s.
1: In in recent NHL experience. And uh, like I said, when he stepped on the ice, when he skated his shift, you could tell. Yeah.
2: Why. Just the way he He carried himself.
1: Yeah. He was was in the NHL, and and it was great. Well, that's going to just about do it for Talking Sports.
5: Podcasts by Federated Media.